0: I'm back, and I'll be away again in two weeks. Again.
1: You just love the idea of like going away during the summer. I don't
0: oh, get it. Oh no, no, no! I don't, I don't, I don't like going away. You know, I've come to find myself. I'm not. I'm not much of a vacation person anymore. I'm. A, I'm kind of like. I'm. I'm a big homebody, and I don't really like going away. I don't like being out of my routine. I don't like the packing, I don't like going, I don't like flying, I don't like coming, I like coming home. Like, I really do, like, can't wait to come home, you know? Really? Yeah, I've just, because I've just, lately, I've been, every time we go away, I'm just like, I want to go home. And I've come to find out that I just don't think I'm a vacation guy. And maybe that's because I have kids now, two small kids, where, like... exactly what it is. Yeah, like, I can't relax... Um, it's more work Going away I'm than it studying. is staying home um, And now we're going away again next So we'll be here next week But the week after A little spoiler We won't be here Because I'll be away again But I'm just I'm not looking forward to it I don't want to go away I just I, I just don't like well, the done. whole it, process The reason
1: why vacations are not fun and I, And It's not because of them but it's because of them. It's kids. It, really, it 100% is. Because not only do you have to worry about entertaining yourself, mm-hmm. but now you have, like, at home. Like, if I was to say to my kids, uh, go out and ride your bikes. Go and play in the pool. Go jump on the trampoline. There's Go watch TV in your room. Or, like, there's certain amount of normality and accessibility when you are at home that you can have your kids entertained when you are on vacation you're in a hotel room or even if you're at a house it's not your house you're not gonna have your kids fucking doing stuff you're not gonna want to mm-hmm. let them go out and ride their bikes you know around the, the neighborhood things like that so now you have to entertain the kids while trying to relax yeah worry about money where it, it, it vacation is a nightmare and in all honesty I, like like I haven't had a vacation in a a long time and I'm not counting like wedding vacations because we had, we had two weddings that we went to recently. Well, I don't want to say recently, um, but we had two vacations that we went away for. Mm -hmm. So you could count them as vacations, but there was a purpose for going. I'm talking like you go on a family vacation to the shore, you go to Florida, you go wherever. We haven't had one in like six years. Yeah. We haven't even gone to Atlantic City. And I mean with, you, you know me we, we would go to Florida Once or twice a year You always in Florida We would go to Atlantic City Three to four times a year Like We did things We haven't done it And I miss vacate The idea of vacation But I think if we actually went I'd be like Oh god I can't wait to Like Yeah I, I want to go on vacation and just get away But I don't like What, what, what it is I don't want to leave
0: What is, Like My oldest is now The age Like we went away we went away with my with my side of the family. I have a niece who's 11 and a nephew who is he's going to be 10. So yeah, believe it or not, right? Yeah. Yeah, well my my nephew is uh no, I'm sorry. My niece is 2 months younger than your youngest. Cuz I remember they were born around the same time. Um but as I was saying, uh so they're older, and my youngest now is three and a half, almost three and a half. So she's finally an age where, like, she just plays with them, right? But now I have the baby, <laughs> and she is now on the move now. So it's it's like it, there's just no rest, and now I have to do it all over again in a week. So it, it's just like I don't know. And, and it, when I was growing up. Like I met, like we didn't really go on vacations until like I was like eight because like uh, you know we moved from the Bronx, then we bought a house event or my parents bought a house, so I'm sure they were saving money to like do that. But I'm starting to see why we didn't really go on vacations when I was like five or six, you know? Because it's just it's a lot, man, and I'm 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 old. Well
1: this is the problem though. It only gets worse. So say both of your kids are now mobile. And now, like, your youngest won't remember Disney. So now, say you bring, say it, like, when uh, the eldest is 10 and your other ones say 7, right? Because that's the age difference. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to Disney, they'll remember it. But, like, when they're under 7, they don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, kids, like, I guess it's, like, scientifically proven. Kids don't really remember much after. It. Like, at around 6 to 7 is when they start remembering shit. So at that point, you are now going to, and, like, say with Disney. Disney's just out of control with prices. And you have two daughters. You're going to be paying out the ass. So now, vacation not only is stressful because of all that, then you have to add in the fact that you're paying for everything. Right. Like, for, for us, like, um, my kids are old enough that they can go on all the rides now. They're they're both pretty tall kids, so, like, they can go on all the rides at, like, you know, Six Flags or Universal. But, like, you go to Universal, even in the middle of fucking winter, like, on an, like, an off, like, a school week vacation, like, you pull the kids out of school to just go to Florida, you're still going to be bombarded with people. There's mm-hmm. still going to be a ton of people at this thing. So then we have to buy the Fast Pass and that's just stupid money. So now you're like you're like vacation doesn't get any easier. Vacation is terrible. Yeah. It, it's just it, it's absolutely terrible. And even like going to like going to the shore. Like the we haven't been there in a while, but like we went to Wildwood. You're just dropping a ton of money at the piers. Like oh, it's yeah. just it, it, Vacation is just not fun. That's why I wish my kids were like woodsy kids where we could just be like, let's just go like hiking. You yeah. Know, let's go like camping mm-hmm. and just like sit by a river, go fishing, and just grill all day. But no, no, I can't do that. My kids would be like, fuck you, dad.
0: Hmm. Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah, so if vacation doesn't, you. Welcome to the wonderful world of having girls and vacation suck. Yeah. You'll be living there for the next 20 years.
0: Oh, great. Great Yeah, it's uh, It was just um...
1: But uh, while well, Joe, Joe's been relaxing I've been uh, <laughs> I've been pondering things And uh, I've recently gotten into a bunch of uh, True crime podcasts Oh, wonderful Yeah, like I've like really been hitting them hard Which really ones?
0: Because... Which ones have you been What's listening that? to? Which ones have you been listening to?
1: Um, morbid
0: Okay. I used to listen to that one. The the two girls on their uh, eventually annoyed me.
1: Yes, they they can they can get very annoying like, and I believe yeah. that they are very um, liberal.
0: Oh yes.
1: Yeah, you can hear it in their voice. Yes they are. I listened to that yeah,
0: I listened to that for a couple months and then eventually I'm just like, I hate them. <laughs> I c yeah. I can't listen to their voices anymore. What else?
1: And then uh small town murders? Hmm. They they do small town murders and then they do crime and sports. They they're the same guys, and actually the uh, one of the like the host of it is actually from uh, right up by us, but I think by Wappingers Falls. Mm. So he's not that far from us.
0: Okay, I actually I, I actually have a few but, uh, recommendations uh, for you, yeah, if, you if you if you're interested.
1: Oh, I'm I'm all about it. Yeah. Uh, it.
0: all right. Well, I'll tell you one. The trail went cold is a very good one. Um, and they're like a half hour, forty five minutes long, so they're not so bad. Then there is, uh, oh, what, uh, it's something, it's like True Crime Garage or something, or, uh, what was that? No, 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm
1: tapping away. Oh,
0: oh, uh, True Crime, I think it's called True Crime Garage, but I'm, I, I'm probably wrong. Uh, I'll look it up and I'll let you know later, but, uh, that's a, that's another good one. Um, I listen to a, uh, I, I dabble. Like, I won't listen to every episode, but there's one... Like, I'm very interested in one, so that happened, like, in the 80s or 90s. I don't know why. And especially yeah. especially missing people. Because I think that's more interesting to me. Because there's yeah. always like, I wonder what happened to them. As opposed to people who get murdered, and you're like, well, they're dead, and I can kind of figure out who did it. It's usually the husband. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, or the best friend, or a stalker. <laughs> But uh, yeah, those are those are just two good ones that I I listened to. But go on.
1: But um, from listening to them, some of them they talk about like you know when they they actually convict a murder and they uh, you know they get a lot of them a lot of the times they get the death sentence, but they never get executed. Mm -hmm. You know with appeals and all this shit. But it made me ponder. What would be your if you were on death row? What would be your uh, your last meal?
0: Oh, this is easy Uh, okay So it'd And pro- you, can have,
1: you can have anything Like, and multiple Like, it's not like you can just say Like, I just want pizza You can have, like
2: Because
1: these guys will have, like A salad Watermelon You know, uh, pizza A cheeseburger Like, they, they, you can have whatever you want Essentially, what are your favorite foods? That's what I'm asking
0: Here we go, well My favorite foods are equivalent to a nine-year-old uh but uh first I love veal cutlets. Veal cutlets or chicken cutlets is probably my favorite food. Anything involving really? them. Yeah. I'm a big
1: I've Never seen you eat. Where
0: where have you gone where we would have that with me? Vegas? Where, but where in Vegas would I have gone to have that?
1: I don't know The, the cutlet uh, shop I don't
0: know There is no cutlet shop We went to a steakhouse And we ate like Junk food The entire time And we went to a hot dog place When we first got there You
1: know We're, we're gonna have a romantic dinner One night And you're gonna, you're gonna
0: get that If we go to an Italian place Nine times out of ten I get a chicken parm Every okay. single time Um So that White Castle hamburgers mm. A pepperoni Pan pizza From Pizza Hut Okay Um I just want to shit all over the place By the way (laughs) When when they inject me or fry me Or whatever they're going to do to me
1: Um I can't wait for the autopsy when they do me It's going to to be like the scene from Jaws There's there's going to be a limb There's going to be a license
0: plate (laughs) Uh what else What else can I have Um Hmm Trying to think, what else would I like? French fries, French fries from McDonald's. Um, trying to pick and choose. I'll throw a side in there. I love broccoli. Rob, like a good broccoli. Rob. Okay. Um, for drink, I want either a White Russian or um. Or, uh, orange soda. And water. or <laughs> some water. That's all I can think of right now, but that, that'd that be the gist of it. That'd all be the right. gist of it. I'm pick, I, I want them to fucking go out and, like, I don't want them to make it there. I want them to go out and get it and bring it to me.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: yeah. Or, and also an Italian combo, no tomato.
1: Alright. <laughs> I could pick, okay, This is gonna, this is gonna be a big, this is gonna be a big uh, meal.
2: Okay. I'm gonna start with a, uh, a hobo
1: on an everything bagel. With pork roll, it's gotta be pork roll.
0: Now what's a hobo?
1: Well see, I, I, to me a hobo is a generalization of a bacon, egg and cheese, or a sausage, egg and cheese, or a ham, whatever protein, egg and cheese. With home fries on it Okay But some people say A hobo is ham A bobo is bacon And a sobo is sausage Wow Huh
0: Okay Didn't know that
1: To me it's it's always a hobo Because it sounds Like you know what I mean It's I'm almost
0: I'm almost with you I love Now we're going to Disagree on this part Taylor ham Taylor ham Egg and cheese On an everything bagel
1: What's Taylor ham?
0: It's almost like a pork roll Okay <laughs> But it's gotta be And this could be uh, uh, Debated It's gotta be from Jersey A Jersey deli Okay Or from the, Some from the city It's gotta be like a real Not those waxy bagels You get from some Shithole deli In Westchester It's gotta be like a Legit Made right there Bagel
1: Yes I call them Jew bagels
0: that's honestly that's, are good at making
1: bagels, that's, but not, not, to, not to sound anti Semitic, but
0: but well, yeah, like,
1: Jewish people know how to make bagels, they do so. It, it would have to be that, it would that would be that, and then I would probably go like uh, just to have it like six jalapeno poppers, six uh, boneless buffalo wings because I don't want to get my hands all messy, disco that's, fries, oh. a Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. That would be my appetizers Oh and french onion soup You're
0: you're basically just going to the state line diner For
1: lunch Pretty
2: much
1: Um, And now I broke this up Because normally it was a Calandria's Italian combo And that was my all time favorite Italian combo Mm. But they sold it and the Italian combos Have not been as good So I would go with a White House sub Okay. White House Italian combo and if I could get it, a it would have to be like a Philly cheesesteak, probably from Tony Luke's. Mm-hmm. But I used to do when we used to work. I used to get me and another guy would get a Italian combo and a cheesesteak, and we would split it in half so you could get the hot and the cold. It was delicious. Interesting. I would have a tab soda, mm-hmm. and then maybe an egg cream.
2: Ooh.
0: Okay.
1: And then for dessert, probably key lime pie. That would be that would be my... Actually, any pie, other than apple. I, I just, I love pie. Like, when we have birthdays, I just have pie. You
0: don't like apple pie? Not a big apple. Out of all the pies, that's probably my least favorite. I'm a big cherry pie guy.
1: I love... Yes. Like I said, I love pies. I. It could be my favorite... On the, the the top of the mountain hmm. is a key lime, and then it's probably like pecan, shoe fly, uh, strawberry, rhubarb, cherry. You know, uh, then the next tier is like pumpkin, blueberry. It, I definitely have a, a, a hierarchy of pies.
0: You're one of you're the second person I know to to say they like key lime pie. Their their favorite. Because mm-hmm. not a lot of people like that.
1: I love key lime pie. Yeah, that, you're the only, you're
0: the only when, people when, like it.
1: It's my birthday here. That's what I get. Interesting. And I, I could eat, I, I could eat the hell out of it. But yeah, that that would probably be it. There might be maybe some other things I may throw in there, but that would be the that would be the crux of my meal. Okay. Because yeah, I just I to me that's I just. I'm thinking about it now, and my like, I'm like salivating.
2: Huh. Wow.
1: But that I, I, I was really pondering that, and it's really been uh, it's been on my mind since you've been gone.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you thought of me.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's... Then
1: I also started thinking, um, listening to the uh, the Morbid Podca- Podcast. They were talking about. Um, like things that happened in the woods. One of the episodes was like, don't go in the woods. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about um, the suicide forest in Japan. Yes. And what struck me as funny is they said, like, people will go there and, you know, they'll obviously do normal suicides, hanging, shooting themselves, things like that. But then they said people will go there for overdoses. And it started to really make me think as well. I've been doing a lot of pondering this, uh, this week without you. Have you ever noticed, and maybe it's like other countries don't flaunt it like we do, but like, have you ever seen like a foreign drug addict?
0: Uh.
1: Like, you, like when you, like, if you ever see a picture of France, like, you, all right, they show, like, the news coverage shows, uh, like, Philadelphia or San Francisco. You see, like, a crackhead sitting on the side of the street. Like, the US is known for that. Like, Back in the '80s, you'd walk through uh, Harlem; it'd be all crackheads, or Times Square'd be crackheads. Like you don't see that in Paris. Like, the, like do these other countries not flaunt it like we kind of do? Like it's almost like we're uh, proud of it in a way. Well, have you ever <coughs> seen? And have you ever seen other than a, like a uh, opium den? Have you ever seen a Asian drug addict?
0: Not that I can think of.
1: Really not that I could think of I've never noticed one, like, in newsreel.
0: Nothing. Nothing like that. You don't see them. No. No, I I really haven't. I haven't really thought about that. I I mean, because when you think of a crackhead, you think of, like, I don't know, like these... In, like, a crack house or the 86 Mets. You think of that. But (laughs) you don't really think of... uh, Yeah, you know, I don't think I have, and I I think that could also maybe, and I'm not saying they don't exist, but the drug epidemic is horrible here. Yeah. As opposed, I mean, I think like in other countries, you you get arrested for maybe not all not all countries, but like I'll say a lot of those Middle East Asian ones, maybe uh, you get arrested for drugs. They pretty much kill you, (laughs) like Singapore. Yeah, (laughs) You know? So, I guess, yeah. But I also think that those drugs aren't really as rampant over there as they are here. We just do nothing to fucking stop it here.
2: That's the thing.
0: Yeah. That's that's my theory on that. Um, Which is probably why you don't see it. I'm sure if you Googled it and looked it up, I'm sure you could find some shit. But... Yeah, I, I I I never really thought of that before. You think of some weird stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, you don't know what runs through this brain every day
0: Oh, I don't. I don't like, want I, to. I, mean,
1: I, I like really legit. Like, I mean, I'm sure in, in Paris, in London, in uh, Berlin, there's slums. There's got to like there, there's got to be shithole areas. Like every every uh, every city has to have a skid row.
2: Hmm.
0: Oh, London like, especially. What's that? London especially I, I know I have seen British crackheads <laughs> their, their teeth are even Are just yeah. normal <laughs>
1: But like It's just It's very weird Like <clears throat> You Just don't get too much Right I just It's just something I, I, I was pondering Okay But I mean Since we're talking about Drugs <laughs> right I, uh, you, you told me about this You said I should watch it There has been two documentaries on it And um, I watched the Netflix version of it
0: And what's that? And
1: it was Woodstock 99 Ah The, the train wreck that it was, was Yes I intended on that one
0: Right What did you um, I Now you see I Even on this pod I remember talking about this with you on the podcast a couple years ago where I went like a really big like Woodstock 99 rabbit hole I guess and I really kind of like uh, I don't know I, I end up like not all of them but watch a lot of the sets on YouTube like you could watch almost all of them on on YouTube and uh, mm-hmm. I just really kind of like dove into it and I was watching a lot of like stuff about it like and when I started doing it there wasn't a lot and it seems like within the last couple of years there's been more uh, HBO put out one I think two years ago. And then Netflix did one last year um, The HBO one um, If you want to get really Pissed off That's one to watch Because all they do All they do is just blame um, The white male That's all it is And even online a lot of people Were kind of like This is so like biased and one sided Like It really had nothing to, They were kind of blaming the people in the crowd As opposed to the promoters and, and the vendors charging, you know, up the ass with water and all that other crap. The Netflix at one... at the end of the day... Go ahead.
1: But at the end of the day, this was a concert with a lot of bands, or a lot of musicians, we'll just generalize, a lot of musicians that were targeted towards that group. was. If it, it was. was the Warped Tour, you would see a lot of emo punks. If it was... Um, you know, the all-stars of hip-hop You would see, like They, they kind of made it where the headlining acts Were for a certain demographic
0: It was music but, but if you think, I mean 99 is In general, like, such a weird year Like, if you look at the music Like, it really You could point to any genre And it really kind of Rose Like, uh, hip-hop Was big with Eminem and Dr. Dre was was putting put out an album during that year and then you have the boy bands and you have teen pop then you have new metal then you have acts like Jewel and Sheryl Crow it really was a mishmash of music that year there was not one genre that stood above everybody else like everything was yes. just kind of mashed together and that's uh, a lot of people say that 99 is probably one of the greatest years in movies because if you look at the movies that year it's a lot of shit came out and it was all different genres it was just a bizarre year, um, and at the time, you're right. Like the big acts were. I mean, if you look at the summer of '99, like I mean, think about high school. What was really big toward the end of the year? Kid Rock, Eminem, Limp Bizkit, Corn, like Metallica, which was you know they they were always big, but a lot of those bands were huge and drew a huge uh, revenue and touring and stuff. So they did go about it the right way. They they wanted but they really wanted to kinda one side wanted to kinda have the feel of the sixty woodstock. But then another one was like, well we're not gonna we're not gonna draw anybody with that. Whereas if we have these huge bands that are popular right now, like we could really make a good killing on this. And that's what they did. So they weren't really wrong you know, it was just a lot of the bullshit with like overcharging the water and the porta potties overflowing. And there was barely any security. The security was pretty much kids who just went there and, and got a shirt and then just partied. That's all it really was. There was no police or anything. So well, even it was the one, a free for all.
1: One guy said that he, uh, he dropped, uh, I think, Ecstasy. It was yeah. his birthday that night. And he was one of like the producers.
0: Yeah. So, yep.
1: And to me, I. I look at it this way uh michael lang and i'm not trying to shit on a dead guy but he set up this concert and maybe back in the uh 60s there was a different mindset
2: mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't maybe this was his mo all along because think about it he Exactly what you were saying overcharging of this
1: the, the ticket prices all that it was all about making money mm-hmm. This guy may have been a, a, a hippie free love piece and this and that but at the end of the day and I don't care who you are It's the bottom line. Oh, yeah the bottom line is Money and he wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. So the more I started really like watching it and thinking about it. I'm like one this guy was no good I, I it, it, Not as a person, but just he was full of shit it was about making money he wanted to make money so he did that he overcharged the vendors whatever the case may be and then the other aspect of it when it turned to the violence um a lot of the blame seemed to come on Fred Durst and Limp Bizkit Mm set. you know they and it's funny because watching the uh, Netflix one they really kind of honed in on three bands that they pushed to be the problem. And I don't think it was. Corn kind of got everyone, like, they woke them up, yeah. if you will. They woke the sleeping giant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kid Rock, he fueled it, and then Limp Biscuit set it over the edge. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was. It, again, I go back to the promoter handing out candles. There was no set. There was no set um, like regulations on this. It was mm-hmm. just hand to mouth and there was no saying at the end of this. There was there was no message from the beginning. Like at the end, we're gonna do this. We this, this you know this whole concert is set up for anthem because it was mainly based off of the Columbine tragedy, which was that year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we're gonna uh, you know we're gonna do a, a candlelight vigil. There was nothing of that said throughout the entire event. No bands ever said you know. Whether you're pro or against guns, you know, there was nothing that was said about it. And then they hand this out. It starts to fuel. But to me, I mean, I don't know if you want to go further into that before I get to my
0: next Well, so I don't think it was the promoters that hand out the candles. It was some group. I, I, I could I could be wrong Maybe I didn't listen All the way but
1: It was with Michael Lang Yeah, Michael I mean, well, Lang they had, yeah they, well they had
0: Yeah uh, well they had Permission obviously Yeah Which makes me Kind of wonder Like it's just like It shows you like There's such a domino effect With society like Think If Combine never happened They never would have Handed out those candles Where there have been a riot
2: Yeah
0: I mean think about that How weird Just one thing happened A couple months before And it just A domino effect of it kind of led to everything that happened. There might have been riots, but there probably wouldn't have been fires. Um, It it is, it's, it's, yeah, Well, keep going. You know, and then, uh, like the other thing, you know, they they sit there and they
1: talk about how, uh, and please don't, whoever's listening, do not take this as any type of uh, slight on these victims here. But, you know, they talk about, oh, the women were, you know, the women were being uh, harassed and abused and this and that. I'm sorry, but if you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation, there's a little bit of fault on you as well. And I'm not, again, I don't want to sound like I'm a uh, sexist, misogynist, whatever.
2: Mm -hmm. But, like, they were offering um, airbrushing for bodies, you know, Mm -hmm. body
1: painting. They were offering it in one of the tents. These girls were just... I mean, in the first episode of it, they talked about how everyone was walking around naked. Like, yes, you have... You have that situation, and there's no... There should be no um, physical abuse by a man on a woman like that, but at the end of the day... I, I... this is like a hard thing to express Because you know You get that thing like Well a girl dresses a certain way What do you Does she expect to be raped Like mm-hmm. I'm not saying that at all But You know you're, you're 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 topless And you're You're in You're crowd surfing Yeah you're gonna get grabbed I mean it's it, it, I'm, I'm not condoning it In any stretch of the imagination
0: Hey listen Me and you gonna Me and you went to a lot of concerts During this time mm-hmm. If someone's coming above you And we've been in, in in that area Of crowd serving I never did it But You reach up to pass them You gr- I mean You ac- you could I mean whether Accidentally or on purpose You end up g- Accidentally grabbing stuff I mean And it goes both ways You know how many fucking balls I've grabbed <laughs> Passing yeah. people over I mean it, Not on purpose I'm not grabbing balls out there But It's You, you kind of have to Almost sort of expect that like you you have all these hands on you maybe don't take your top off and go crowd surfing yeah you know like its does that
1: uh, I think another big issue with it was a lot of these girls they, they like the in there a lot of these girls were underage well I would my daughter's 14 right now and they said that during in the um the rave uh, tent. That one girl got raped inside of a van. Mm -hmm. The van that got let loose in there. I wouldn't let my fourteen-year-old go away to a concert, let alone a festival for three days.
2: Right.
0: Well, you also you also don't know if that that kid had permission to go. She could have like, oh, I'm staying at Sarah's house for the weekend, and then next thing and back there was no cell phones really back then. And then who are you to know that she's going up to Woodstock? Absolutely You know what I mean You have no idea
1: That is Putting yourself in a bad situation Right Are you mentally mature enough At 14, 16 Even 18 At 25 To be able to make smart decisions Right Add in the fact that You They probably weren't um, They weren't hydrated They were probably drinking And they were probably doing drugs Uh huh So now their Their mind's totally fucking shot Yeah I mean like I'm not condoning what these guys did any of the sexual assaults, rapes, anything like that. But again, it's it's a, it's a bad situation to be put in. Like, I, I wouldn't want my kids in a situation like
0: that. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I, I think, I think <clears throat> there was so much shit that led to everything that happened with that. And, uh, it, yeah, like you said, it was a lot of drunks, a lot of people on drugs, and you get a lot of... Uh, like I said, there was no cops anywhere I mean, if there were, you have 100,000 people there <clears throat> They can't be everywhere at once Unfortunately, okay. shit's gonna happen Unfortunately, a lot of bad shit happened Um, but going back to You know, placing the blame It's almost kinda like, uh, a school shooter Okay? Of course you have these people who blame the guns, but At the end of the day, it's the guy who's pulling the trigger
1: It. it one, no, it, it... The guns are a tool
0: Right So Limp biscuit Is kind of like The
1: gun You could have a school shooting You know what You're you're in the cafeteria Like think about us In the cafeteria When we were in high school We had our backs To help Like where we sat We kind of sat in a corner But say you were In the middle section there And someone just was nuts And they wanted to come up And they just had a knife They had a knife Hidden in their their hoodie They walk up And they could just start Think about it They could stab 10 kids Before anyone would even react Right Or maybe even know What's going on so yes, a gun is a more lethal more um effective killing instrument, mm-hmm. but a knife is just as deadly and more stealthy.
0: Right, but what I'm tr- what I'm trying to well, the point I'm trying to make though is that you could blame the bands. But at mm. the end of the day, you put them on there. You said, "Okay, and uh, you watch I mean you had to have known who Limp Bizkit was. Yeah, you know, whoever suggested it knew their type of music. Same thing with Corn and Metallica and you know whoever else was there. That was like a hard metal band. You know that crowd. You know that fan base. So you know you did it anyway. Yes. Okay. Um, it was just all the. All these things mixed together. there's just these bad ingredients, and it just led to a riot. Um,
1: Absolutely. I mean, it, that'd be like when we, I mean we've seen uh, we've seen the insane clown posse many a times. Right. And that'd be like the uh, the chance up in the going, well, you know what? They ruined they ruined our stage. They ruined our equipment. They they stained everything. They made everything sticky. Bees came into the place. We had to have it fumigated. Well, you knew that they were going to be
0: dumping gallons and gallons of soda everywhere. Right. It's, it's the nature
1: of the beast. We've been at, uh, I mean, and think about it, they're in a huge open lot.
2: Mm-hmm. What if
1: it was in a small venue? We've been in, we, uh, probably, I would say we've been in many a mosh pit. And I know we've talked about it, but I remember like Sign. I think that might have been the, the most brutal one. Where like Literally the seas parted And it, it like It was a fight for your life
0: Oh yeah Yeah I mean, definitely
1: That was probably If, I, if I'm if i remembering correctly It might I I'm, I'm believe it was Romstein But that might have been the, the worst mosh pit we were ever in Where I was kind of like Oh boy this is
0: a little Uh Rom, was rough Pantera was rough uh, I'll, I'll never forget We saw um, Disturbed with Mudvayne and when Mudvayne came on the whole, We all got separated from one another Yeah um, I actually End up I, I thankfully Got separated with Justin And the scary friend <laughs> yeah. So I was, I, was, I was with them for like half the set Because we The whole place just like Opened up And like we all got separated And it was It was crazy So that was another crazy one uh, we, we've been to some crazy shit, Tom <laughs> yeah.
1: But again, I wouldn't. if I got my uh, nose broken or whatever I can't blame the venue I can't blame, you know, uh, the Roseland I knew it was going to happen mm-hmm. I put myself in that situation If I wanted to, I could have sat in the back I could have sat at the balcony You know, I could have sat by the beer stand And just listened to the concert You knew it was going to happen yeah, And to me The normality of that And you know Where they were Trying to say Oh it was just the anger Of everyone Well in a way yes Because I think a lot of it Had to do with greed And at the end of the day It was capitalism Good bad or indifferent It was about making money
0: mm-hmm. Oh 100%
1: and, you know, them not having potable water, them not having, you know, over get Christ gouging, um, not having maybe, like, hydration tents or even cover.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they, you know they're saying these kids are out there baking. Well, well yeah, you're on a fucking car, man What you, do you expect? I don't
0: know if you remember. Do you remember how hot it was that summer? hmm It was, I mean, there was a, um, it didn't rain the entire summer. There was a drought. I was working at Mountain Creek as a uh, as a gardener. <laughs> and yeah, yeah and uh, about halfway through the summer, they told us that we could only use a, a certain amount of water to water everything because there was no rain and there was nothing. And they, yeah. they issued a drought for New York State and it was brutal. I remember our high school graduation, how hot it was. And that was at the beginning of summer and it just got worse in July so it is. Uh, yes. It was. It was bad. I, I when they talk about how hot it was, I remember how hot it was that summer, and it probably was a thousand times worse on a uh, 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 tarmac. Yeah, thank you, tarmac. So it was. Um, it was pretty brutal. But I have a question for you about the Now, knowing everything you know now, mm-hmm. would you have gone?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Me too. Me too. I totally would have gone because I. I. you hear a lot of these bad stories i have i'm in a group i didn't go but like i like to listen see other people's stories so i'm in a group on facebook and a lot of people on there have gone to it and they tell these stories and almost every single person was like it was the best weekend of my entire life yeah like yeah it sucked at some points but like it was amazing like seeing all these bands like and just like being with my friends and like we had such a good time so I, i looked and i think this happened maybe a couple years later we would have gone because we really kind of hit that concert stride around oh, 2000, yeah. 2001. Um, so I would, I would have loved to have gone to that.
1: But now all right. I want when we actually, I'll start here. Let's finish this off and then I'm going to show a comparison. Um, they talk about how Limp Bizkit was the, the the bad guy in this. They were the devil in this. To me you had everything there but it calmed down again Mm because on the last day it opened with uh, Willie Nelson and everything was calm
2: Mm -hmm.
1: it's not like they when Limp Bizkit played it just turned into anarchy right after that and they had to shut the concert down early whatever the case may be to me and they don't like saying this and I think maybe a little bit more of it has to do with who it was you look at Limp Bizkit and you have Fred Durst who is an obnoxious guy they were very uh bombastic, things like that. And people didn't... Fred Durst rubbed everyone the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Good, bad or indifferent. He he was a polarizing figure for that very small amount of time that they were popular. But then you have another band that is almost beloved and have been given tons of forgiveness in their career. Heroin addiction. They've been like... Put in the magazine covers is, you know, Anthony Kiedis is the most beautiful, you know, in the top 50 beautiful people in the world. Like, the the Red Hot Show, and I've seen them, I like them, but they've been given many a passes. They are beloved by the industry leaders, and they've been able to continue a career. To me, they were the problem with this. They were the ones that set up the final riot. I always and wondered about ever said disparaging about
0: them. I always wondered about that too. Because they told them I think they said it's getting a little cr- crazy out there. Can you like calm it down? And then he goes and plays fire by Jimi Hendrix. He does a cover yeah. of it, which really started things up. But nothing's ever you're, and you are right about this. They nothing ever been said about that. They just said oh, they kind of played it. one song and they what and it just like well but Limp Biscuit did this and they everyone destroyed shit. But you're right, like, it did calm down after that set, because then I think, uh, who closed Saturday night? I think it was, uh, who closed, Jewel? Uh, no, Jewel didn't close, Metallica closed. Even during that, it was fine. You didn't really hear too much about it. So, I always wanted that also, like, well, how come the Chili Peppers never really got any blame for this, when they essentially, uh, they gave, they pretty much gave the lighter to the people. Yeah. You know They said here you go Just like Let's oh, There's a fire Let's just play fire And let's really Let's see what this can go Now it would have Happened anyway I don't know Yeah Because the fires Were already starting But They and didn't really do it, They didn't do anything To calm it down either
1: One of the other promoters The Like Michael Lang's partner Actually asked Anthony They said it in the Thing To go up there And calm down the crowd
2: mm-hmm.
1: And He like Halfheartedly did it Mm-hmm. So again, you know, they're, they're blaming Limp Biscuit, they're blaming corn, but they didn't really, they, they like, they glossed over the fact, they, they mentioned it, but they glossed over that it was maybe the catalyst for the insanity that happened to close out the, the festival. Right. And I just, I find that very, uh, just, again, not to sound this way, but like not fair to Limp Biscuit. I think that they were were made out to be the Scapegoat in this
0: Oh absolutely and I think a lot of people agree with that I think a lot of people agree with that And and, and it's as I said before Like you knew who you were putting up on stage You know how they are How their concerts are and they were relatively Sort of new at that point but not To the point where You didn't know who they were like they've been around For a couple years at that point But they really kind of hit that peak Around like late uh You know mid 99 like uh April, May, June So All you do is turn on TRL And there they are You can see yeah. with what what the The Nookie video Like How that was And You knew what you were getting And that goes with everybody on that card
1: Yeah, I mean You have people sitting there Wearing red hats backwards Getting right. eyebrows or, You know Piercings and, Exactly Exactly You know I don't know anyone like that but
0: Oh no Absolutely not Especially not somebody who lives Upstate Yeah who that whole really summer wore a red Yankee they
1: hat put them, <laughs> They really like, Demonized them And I just I didn't like it But then I started thinking again After it, it, it again my brain was running And they blame this And yes there was destruction It was in a very confined area mm-hmm. And I find it very funny And maybe it hasn't happened yet It hasn't happened yet but maybe, maybe in 10 years there will be something on it. But they they publicized this as being this, as you said, this uh, angry white male issue.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they, they demonized that category of people. It was a very small amount of damage in a very confined area. Mm-hmm. Yet nothing, there's no demonization about the... Uh, antifa um riots the the, two summers ago when every city was burning Mm -hmm. they they don't they they like gloss over that and the amount of damage that took place at woodstock is minuscule compared to the damage that happened across all these cities yet they don't demonize anyone there you know and again it's fairly fresh
0: even, uh, even like the L.A.
1: You don't have any documentaries on, you know, the summer of uh, 2020 or 2021, whenever it was, and every city was burning.
0: And there might be. I mean, it's still relatively new. But even like uh, the L.A. riots, like even that, I mean, that's wasn't the same thing, but it was almost in the same wheelhouse of, like, police brutality and all that stuff. Even that's, like, looked at as, like, Bad, but like this one was not. So it's really, it's it's just it's, dude. It's the media. Yeah. It's the media controlling the the puppet strings. That's all it is, and it's. mm, I could really, (laughs) I could really go off, but I'll leave that up to you. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I just. It was a good documentary. It was fun to see and, you know, be able to experience it from a, again, not just watching the show. Like, if you were to just watch the coverage of it, you would just see the bands playing. You wouldn't know the, maybe the stories of what was going on inside. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they they sat there and made this to seem like it was, like, you know, uh, a defining event in fucking um, anarchy, you know, anarchal history, is, to me, very disparaging. Right. Well, if, and it's very, very. If, again, I don't want to sound this way discriminatory against those bands, those people there, and the groups that were involved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, it, 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 I liked it. I like actually liked. I re, actually ended up rewatching it maybe two months ago, around that time. Um, I did like it. Um, if. For you, I wouldn't really suggest going to watch the HBO one because it I, it pissed me off because it was just so one sided on and it really focused on that on that whole thing and it was a lot of this shit was like just stupid like they really they focused on the D M X set um, and it was like oh you have a uh, you have you know ninety thousand white people uh, singing along to D M X and they're saying the n word left and right it's like well they're they're, they're singing and D M X is putting the mic. You know, out like you know, sing along with me. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He also wrote
1: the song.
0: Exactly, exactly. So it's just like it's just nitpicking. But let's uh, let's let's move on. Um, so if you're like me and you don't really care about soccer too much, the World Cup is going on this summer with the uh, the women's, and uh, the uh, U.S. women's team was knocked out this past week. Uh,
1: Again, I am 100% an American. I love America. I love living in this country. I would support it wholeheartedly with every effort that the U.S. puts out, except for this team. This has been nothing but a bunch of whiny, entitled assholes, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and looking at social media, a lot of people agree with me. They are fucking happy they lost.
0: Well, you know what it is. It's like you said they won the last two World Cups. Correct. Okay. This is a team that really needed to be knocked down a peg. Yes. Okay. Because they were on their high horse for all for eight years, twelve years now, maybe. I guess I don't know how how many years. Um, and they just they needed to be knocked down a peg, and this and this did it. I'm with you. Like I'm, I'm America through and through. And I'll always support United. No matter what sport, especially in the Olympics, like, always for that. But this team, like, you just, like, man, like, you just don't like them.
1: Yeah. Kneeling for the, the anthem, uh, just the whininess of, you know, oh, we're not paid as much. Okay, right. that's what every sport. And let's put it this way. Let's compare this team to, say, the um, dream teams the first, let's say the first two dream teams. They were the most well-known. They were arguably the best players ever put together in the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was the the dream team. You never heard them bitching. You never heard them complaining. Mm-hmm. They went out there. They took care of business. Were they right. a little arrogant? Yes, they're arrogant players.
0: They had the right Again, to be. <laughs>
1: when, you're the, when you're the best in the world, you're allowed to be that way. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're, you can be that way with Cooth. And this is Women's team has not displayed that at all. They've actually made me ashamed a that they were out there competing.
0: They are... You know, again. Yeah, they're everything wrong with America.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. And, you know, they talk about equal pay. Okay. And, and let's put it this way. In the realm of soccer... I would think that the women are more popular than the men's team. And I will admit this, watching men's soccer and watching women's soccer, women play a better game. Men are, men's soccer is, it's a lot of pussies out there, I guess. I, and I'm using that in the terms of, you know, they get hit and they fall down and they roll around and cry. Women, they will fall down, but like they kind of, like, they have a lot more heart, if you will. Okay. They play the game with more uh, durability where the men don't but them crying about equal pay and this and that again at the end of the day you're making more than i'll ever make like you playing for your career you'll make more than i will in my lifetime and you're crying and complaining Mm -hmm. at the end of the day while playing a game I'm tired of hearing about it. If you go you know what you don't like this, go to the, go to a regular job and, and see what it's like. Right. Live paycheck to paycheck. They all live in mansions. They all have expensive cars. They have no bills. They have personal trainers. They have chefs. They have they have the world is their oyster. hmm Yet they're crying and complaining. They are. I'm yeah. tired of hearing about it. And I'm tired of hearing about equal pay and this and that. Again, it goes the same thing with the WNBA. The WNBA has trash ratings. No one cares. They, they they put out as many fans that go to a, a game at the Garden or is up at the uh, the Binghamton ring that you know the, the King might have went to. So I don't want to hear about it. Right. You're, you're not you're not pulling your weight. So why would we pay you that much? And if you were that good, there's nothing that says that the NBA the men's, uh, you know, the, the NBA, MLB, NHL and any of these things say that a woman couldn't play in it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you just have to be that good Yeah. I don't care if you're the worst player on the uh, the Knicks and you're the best player on the, in the w, you're the MVP of the WNBA, you're not going to make the Knicks so I'm tired of hearing about, oh there's a disparaging wage gap, this and that it's not that, it's it, you have to be the best at that job and let's put it this way: say the WNBA is the AAA of basketball. Well, you're not you're not making the pros. You right. know, you're always going to be you're always going to be uh, you know uh, Kevin Costner, you know, in Bull Durham or the other guy. You know, you're not you're not going to make the pros. Like it just it is what it is. But the fact that they lost, it you never really see it in any sport. Except for this, where people were rooting against them as being the home team. Oh, yeah. You know, you're a Giants fan. You would never sit there and go, you know, I hope the Giants lose. I hope they lose. I'm an Islander fan. I'm not going to. I hope they lose. You know, maybe if, if they're just, you know, they're going to be shit. You hope that they lose to get a good draft pick. Mm-hmm. But this is an open field. There's, there's no draft picks in, in World Cup. You want them to win. It's win or go home. Like, you have to be the best. No one gives a shit that you came in fourth. And the fact that they lost, and the fact that they lost because of uh, Megan Rampone, who was pretty much the biggest asshole out there, I loved it. It it, it couldn't have been, in in her final game, it couldn't have been more of a, a, a storybook ending, if you will, for what she was about. It pretty much solidified her as what she is, and that's a loser. Yeah. And I I loved every second of it, hearing about
0: it. Um, All right, let's move on. Uh, Take a walk into the graveyard. Uh, Last week, while I was on vacation, I got this. I got this news while I was on vacation. It kind of, it kind of bummed me out because yet another person from my childhood or our childhood is gone. Uh, That is Paul Rubens, who uh, was more widely known as Pee Wee Herman. Uh, he died after a six-year battle with cancer. With cancer, he kind of—it's—it's. It's, I mean, you hear in a, uh, the last year you had uh, Norm Macdonald, and you hear a lot of these guys now dying of cancer who never really come out publicly with it. Um, and I, I kind of almost respect that, because um, you're not looking for sympathy, and you don't want people like being up your ass about it. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, he was very big in the, the mid to late 80s, and then um, he got caught in a, uh, uh, an adult movie theater exposing himself in 1991, and it pretty much derailed his career for pretty much throughout the 90s, and then he kind of sprang up again in the late 90s and was really kind of... Um, out there a lot and I, I think he had just had a Pee-wee special on netflix a couple of years ago uh i'm not really sure what i remember being on i didn't watch it though uh were you a big Pee-wee herman fan
1: back well yeah when the show was on i i used to watch it all the time me too it was again you know you have younger kids and people that heard about it after the fact you know they, they always associate him with the uh The uh, movie theater Mm -hmm. incident But As a child You were He was Maybe our generation's Mr. Rogers You know You watched him Because he was entertaining He was funny You know His movies were great I'll watch them today And I'll still chuckle at him. Oh
0: Pee Wee's Big Adventure Is probably one of my Favorite movies growing up
1: Yeah I mean I I still quote You know The large Marge scene And I he was great when I was growing up, and fortunately, I guess you could say, is when he had his incident, it was still where I was young enough not to understand it. Yeah. So he always, and you know, it became the running joke after the fact when we finally got hit to what happened. Mm-hmm. But he would always will hold that special spot in my, you know, childhood heart.
0: Of oh, me too.
1: Someone who entertained me for a long, long time. And you gotta- I-I mean, I just, uh...
0: You gotta think, like, like, he really was- I can't really- Go ahead.
1: No, it's just, you know, you think about it, and he- He got- He was like the original, like, cancel culture guy on it.
0: Yeah? Yeah, he kind of was now if you think about it, because again his career went nowhere after that. Like he wasn't around. I remember he was in Buffy, the Buffy movie, and it was weird seeing him as himself in that. Because before that, I only saw him as Pee Wee Herman. You never saw him as Paul Rubens. Uh, but I remember, I remember that was like his first really kind of step back into the spotlight, and I just. Uh, like you like I I remember I remember when it happened and I remember thinking like oh does that mean he's not gonna be is this show gonna still be on and sure enough it got cancelled and uh he got cancelled so but he uh, I mean he really was like uh pretty much on top of the world at that uh in like the late 80s like he really couldn't go anywhere without hearing about Pee Wee Herman I think he kind of cemented himself in pop culture history with that character and really just uh, just an icon
1: and funny thing is he uh, he actually was born well his father was actually a uh, I guess like a pretty famous pilot in World War II and he was from Poughkeepsie he was born in Poughkeepsie so he was relatively close to us and then I guess he, uh, he eventually moved up past the, uh, the wall
0: yeah yeah yeah, well, he's, he's actually built from peak so, skill.
1: Yeah, or, or it's not the Excuse me, peak skill. Yeah. Sorry.
0: Still, that's still by us.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I, I just think, and again, you know, not a lot of people realize this. He started out as like a stand-up comic. He mm-hmm. was, I think, in the groundlings. He was. Oh yeah. He was talented, and unfortunately, he got. He was like a, a, a double. uh, double tragedy when it came to his career he was um what's the word i'm looking for he was only known as Pee Wee herman kind of like a child actor he's like um always he'll always be remembered as that that's like jim jim varney
0: is uh what's his name ernest
1: yeah and then then he gets the cancel of the infamous you know movie theater theater incident so Mm -hmm. it's like he really had it rough and you know what he never you never really heard him complain about it you never heard him dish he just he rolled with the punches he took his infamy for what it was and you know i'm sure he lived well up until you know cancer ate him alive but yeah it's it just it's it's sad that that again another one of our childhood memories is gone
0: mhm
1: yeah uh all right well but i guess uh you know, him dying tragically, I guess there's <laughs> another one we could talk about. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if you're, uh, familiar with the, uh... In, uh, film, there's a, uh, type of genre called a bukkake.
0: Oh, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that. Do you want to explain that for everybody?
1: Uh, sure. <laughs> it is, uh, when a... A actor or actress, um... Oh. Will take multiple, um ejaculations if you will upon their body and apparently a Japanese porn actress um has tragically died from I I guess drowning on semen Uh, it was a 23 year old actress and uh, per Japanese law they're not allowed to release her name um due to not notifying Mexican but I guess she was uh She was, from what the camera crew states, for this scene, there were around 30 male actors lined up. The actress was... 30? And the actors were taking turns to ejaculate on her. The director insisted that they direct her semen into her mouth, which is quite normal for a bukkake scene. Unfortunately, however, due to the filming, the actress began to choke on the semen. Um, They stated that she was um, unable to breathe and had swallowed too much of a load, apparently. My God. Um... I guess they tried to resuscitate her Some guy had to give her mouth to mouth Oh! So God, God bless him um, Jesus But unfortunately she uh, She did not make it
0: Did it Was it like um, this Was it like a...
1: And this is apparently a very popular uh, Popular yeah, Stepped on genre In um, Japanese porn Because it makes 7 million dollars in 2016
0: Well those Japanese people are freaks
1: um, and now it is said that it's uncertain and too soon to say if the death of the actress will cause a ban on studios to film these type of scenes. Oh, my
0: God. Ugh.
1: But they are going to put in tougher restrictions.
0: Ugh, oh, that's, that's so gross. That's so fucking disgusting.
1: But, like, like, not to shit on the dead, or ejaculate on the dead, but, like, imagine, like, you're this, this uh... This chick's sister or brother And, like, you know, you're trying to explain to the, your, you know, your kid Like, oh, you know, Aunt, uh, Aunt Sookie died from, you know, drowning Well, oh, how did she drown? Like, was she in the ocean? Was she in a pool? No, no, she was on her knees <laughs> like
0: She was, uh, doing her duty as a, as a performer And, uh, well
1: When you think that went wrong When
0: you turn 18, we'll let you know
2: <laughs>
1: I mean, like, it, it, I mean like the parents imagine like you're like you're at the funeral and you're looking down in the casket and you're just like man but you, you like how do you do that? How do you, like I would be like it has to be a closed casket it has to be like I couldn't have anyone looking at her
0: I don't know this is making me sick to my stomach
1: You know like, so you know like gross. you know think about it like her high school classmates that were friends with her are showing up, and they're looking down, going, "Oh, I remember when I, uh, you know, remember that time after uh, junior prom? Yep. <laughs> if would have thought that, that would have been a prelude to what? Oh, you. all right. And, like, I...
0: it's so fucking disgusting.
1: And again, at the end of the day, like, I'm not shitting on these people. Listen, I mean, if that's your occupation, and again, not to sound this way, if that's your occupation, you're getting paid handsomely for it, I guess. But like. <sighs> What makes you like Just sit there and go Yeah you know what I'll I'll take 30 I'll I'll
0: take 50 Yeah, like Uh, I don't don't know This is This is just Bizarre
1: It's just It It just makes my stomach turn
0: Yeah mine too I'm getting like kind of woozy Let's move on (laughs) (laughs) This is So fucking disgusting So usually uh, Leading up to a uh, Wrestling pay per view We do a uh, A A Prediction segment, but we uh, were off last week. And SummerSlam was this past And you, know, you watched SummerSlam, like as you said. Yeah. Uh, what did you What did you think of the overall uh, of the overall show?
1: Uh, I liked it. I uh, I will admit, I would normally fast forward through the women's championship match. Uh, I did not. I actually watched it, and um, I was actually very happy that uh, Io Sky did cash in her money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, I like her as a champion. I I kind of like the. See, I'm like torn here. I'm happy um, Bianca Belair lost the title as quick as she did because I just can't stand her. Yeah, likewise. I just wish she didn't have a second reign.
0: Yeah, it felt almost kind of. I don't know. I didn't like and, it either. I'm
1: wondering: Are they gonna like you know? They gave her her second reign, so they can say she's a two-time champ. Are they gonna now push her down to maybe like a uh, not being a main eventer for that? Or are they gonna try to rebrand her? Like that's what I'm wondering.
0: They should rebrand her because I think her her act is very stale at this point. Um, I actually mm-hmm. I actually did fast forward that match, <laughs> and I saw like the end. Uh, I, that and the Ronda Rousey Shayna Baszler I didn't watch that one either um, But I don't, I don't know what they're going to do I, I really, Honestly I don't care What they do with Bianca Belair I, I, I think they need to do something different with her Because it's just She's not she, The crowd response for her has been down And I yeah. think a lot of people Are now kind of getting hip to the fact That she's just kind of being Shoved down her throats um, I like Eos Kai's champion I think that's gonna lead to the that damage control group breaking up which it should because I think it's just kind of ran its course um I was very, I was I I, I like the show overall. I really like the the Logan Paul ricochet match as yeah, the that was one I
1: could care less about yeah, I, I, I don't like either of
0: them I wasn't gonna watch it but it started the show so I'm like I'll give it a shot and I, I did I did like I do respect the fact that he can that he can go like a lot of celebrities come in they don't really do much of anything and he really i i, I feel like he's really committed to it you know uh so I, I respect that i don't like him but i do respect the fact that he's putting his all into when he wrestles yeah. um i uh i like the gunther match i was wasn't sure where it was gonna go i'm really happy he won and now he's about i think he's less than 30 days away from breaking Honky Tonk Man's record yeah. which is something I never thought I'd really see because it, it was such a long time and with the way the uh, IC title has been presented the last two decades I didn't think anyone would hold it past like a year Um, what else uh, I liked LA Knight winning the, the Battle Royal I think they're finally pulling the trigger on him um, I'm going
1: to get him I don't, I don't want to talk about him yet
0: okay what are you going to talk about
1: but uh, the Cody match was good. I I like that. it seems like they're passing the torch now. Mm-hmm. That that definitely seemed to be the passing of the torch match.
0: Yeah. Well, um, according to uh, what uh, Triple, I guess they did at a press conference. Like what happened at the end, like wasn't planned. Oh really? Yeah, with Brock Lesnar. raising like, And I guess it was kind of like, like you said, it was a pass torch because Brock Lesnar never does that. He hugged them yeah. and, like, rose his, r- raised his hand and stuff, and I thought that was really cool, and it was something you don't really see. So, uh, it was a really cool moment.
1: Um, I just don't like the fact that he was literally, like, just... He was getting destroyed in the match. He right?
0: was, and yeah. He,
1: he just pulls out the... Like, you know... And I guess maybe they're going to try to maybe push him on the toughness of him, things like that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I... I'm happy he won. I, I I do like him. I, you know, he is the uh, the grandson of a plumber, so I, I enjoy the fact that he's, you know, a common man.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the Seth Rollins-Finn-Balor uh, match was, uh, I know you hate him. Um, I'm getting a little bit bored of pretty much the Judgment Day all together. Hmm. Uh, I I cannot stand Dominic Mysterio. I just <laughs> I, I cannot stand him. Um, I'm waiting for someone to hit Rhea Ripley. It, it, she's just it, it's the, it's the same thing every time with her. Yeah. You know, she just gets in the way, and I'm waiting for someone to clock her.
0: They're giving her they're giving her the China treatment, where yeah. she's like standing up to guys and like hitting the guys and stuff. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I I'm getting a little. Uh, bored of her as well.
1: But, uh, and then I'll get into the championship next, but, uh, when it came to LA Knight, I'm, I'm gonna throw this out there. I mean, uh, granted, I missed a good 20 years of wrestling, just say, but he is extremely reminiscent of a heel who is getting the rock slash stone-cold treatment. And I don't know if there's been anyone else who's been where I didn't watch that got the same thing. He is a heel. But he is getting a pop like a face. And it is deafening.
0: Oh my god, yeah. Easily the loudest reaction out of anybody. And that's been going on for months now.
1: And on Raw this week, I think it was the loudest. Like, like when I watched... like I actually... Because the wife was kind of like sitting there on the couch when I was just... You know, as she was getting settled in, I, I kind of play it just to till she's ready to watch our regular shows. Mm-hmm. And he came out, and it, I'm like, I actually stopped it, and I'm like, and I explained to her, you know, heels and faces and all this. I explained to her how it's going, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I've, I haven't heard something like this since, you know, you, you rarely, and back in the 80s when we did it, you can't, I can't, I mean, it was true blue. You were a face, you got cheered. If you were a heel, you got booed. Mm-hmm. There was no in between. To me, The Rock and Stone Cold kind of broke that mold of being a heel getting the pop. Right. And he is getting that. And, I mean, and he's having the n- natural progression of turning into a face. And there's been no, like, um anything like, no big moment to get him over. He's doing it all on his own. Yeah. It's organic. It's, it's organic, yeah. And it's amazing.
0: It is. Yeah, and
1: I'm I'm loving every second
0: of it. Oh, me too. Because and you know it, it's he's been he's he gets a, he gets a little slack that he's like oh he's copying The Rock and Steve Austin but it's just like well so many guys copied so many guys over the years like I, I think it just like he has and he has the catchphrases too you yeah. know which really helps mm-hmm. um, but people like him and, and I, I like him I, I've been a fan of his since NXT. He was there for a little bit. Um, I think they—they—they they, they, like I said—they like him. Like the guy can talk. He's a good wrestler. He—he he needs to change his finishing move. I don't like his finishing move at all. Um, yeah. So he needs to do something with that. But like he's—he's he's really. You're right. There hasn't really been anybody in the last 20 years to really do this. A lot of people say Daniel Bryan, but Daniel Bryan kind of was. Already a main event kind of guy. Uh, when this happened, I know you weren't watching around that point, but that this kind of this sort of happened with him. But he was already a world champion before all that happened. You have to kind of go back and watch it's the, the. It's called the Yes Movement, where uh, he wasn't being used properly. So then, you know, the crowd really started getting behind him and doing the Yes Chance and all that stuff. Um, but it's it's fun to watch. Like I really kind of like you. Like I'll I'll use like raw as background noise while I'm like out here having a cigar or something. I'll just I'll, I'll watch. But like I'll just kind of be like playing on my phone. But when he comes on, I stop everything I'm doing. i, I and I watch him. And I think that's a, that's a really good thing because it's like well, what's what's he gonna say? You know, that's what that's what people want. They they don't know what's what's he gonna, what's gonna come out of his mouth. Um. And they recognize that, and I, I think now now he's going to start something with The Miz, which is a good stepping stone to get even higher up, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting.
1: And, I mean, he's going to be one of those guys that goes from never having a title to, I think, being a, a, a world champ.
0: Possibly, yeah. Definitely, yeah. I, mean,
1: and it, I like I said, I, I enjoy him tremendously. When he comes out... It, I mean, honestly, the two the two biggest things that I enjoy the most when it comes to crowds are his pop and Dominic's booze. Yeah. I mean, they are they are on par with each other. Oh yeah. Yep. And it's amazing to see it that way because you don't think like uh, a guy who just hasn't really. Been winning. It's not like it's a, a Goldberg type situation or anything like that, where he's. I mean, he's he's lost to some weak mid-quarters. Oh yeah. You know, and he's still getting over. Mm-hmm. And you, like you hear it in the uh, you hear it in the announcers, like even uh, like Wade Barrett is sitting there saying, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like and like Wade Barrett is to be on the heels end of it. Mm-hmm. And he's even acknowledging it So like I, I think that they I don't think they realized That he was gonna Resonate with the crowd This much And I think they're Kind of scrambling with him
2: Oh yeah
0: Well they're now they're, I mean like They really kind of At the money in the bank thing Like he, he lost that And then he lost that Four way to, to go against The United States Champion And A lot of people Were kind of like Well this is Because th- WWE is known for not Pushing people Who Got over themselves. I could really go off on this, but we're you know restricted the time here. Uh, so it's nice to see that they're kind of going the positive way with this, and they're starting to. They put him on Raw this past week, even though he's a SmackDown guy. So like to get more eyes on him. Really, uh, it, it's it's a good thing. It, it's it's it's. Uh, I just hope his popularity continues, so like they can't ignore it because. Sometimes guys will be popular for a little bit and then they they really fade away, um, and I just hope that doesn't really happen with him. But I don't I don't think it is. I think he's uh, he could talk, which is going to really help him because not a lot of guys can talk like he does these days. Yeah, and I mean like, and it's weird. Like I
1: see the pushes that they have, um, and I shake my head at it. I'm like, why is this guy going here? Mm-hmm. And then I see other guys where like. I see the potential from just being a, a classic fan, and they're not giving it to him. Yeah. And a few of these guys, like, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? I mean, I can name three right off the bat that I'm wondering, like, when are they going to do anything with?
2: Mm-hmm. And it's Bronson Reed, um, JD McDonough, and what's his name? Uh,
1: shit. It just popped out of my head. But, like, I'm, not, I'm waiting for them to get the, the – You know the push, and it's like hopefully they don't flounder with these guys because they're good. Mm -hmm. And maybe a little bit on, and I don't know if you watched uh, the Great American Bash, just to not get off of SummerSlam topic, but uh, the Ilian Ilian Dragonoff, I think he could be the next LA Knight because he's a he's essentially a heel who's getting a huge pop. Oh yeah, and I think it's because of his maybe not so much on the mic, but his in ring performances are amazing.
0: He's good. Him and Gunther. Um, Because he was part of that NXT UK organization that was around a couple years ago. Him and Gunther had some fights. Really good ones. So, uh, he he can go.
1: Yeah, I hope that they get him. And and I like Carmelo, too. I hope that they bring those two up to the the big show. Because I think those two could go extremely far. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But now I guess we'll get into the, uh, the main title match just to... And this show up. And mm-hmm. I uh, I did not like it.
0: I'm with you. Um, I think the, this whole Bloodline thing is sort of running its course. Yeah. You know, it, now it feels almost kind of like they're just, like, pulling anything out to have, like, a shock. Um, but it's been going on for a year and a half now. And it really hit its peak early this year with the whole Sami, Sami Zayn thing. And then, like, it, it, it kind of it went away from then. It kind of picked up a little bit. But now it's just almost like, like, like well, I feel like they're just kind of doing the same thing. You know, now they're going to have the Usos probably fight each other. And it's just kind of, they need to really break away. Like, I, I, I just don't know where they're going to go next with Roman Reigns. You know, because there's really no one out there, with the exception of Cody Rhodes, who I think they're saving for WrestleMania. There's really no one out there to really challenge him. So now, where do you go?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe if they were to keep the the storyline going, they should have had the Usos split and solo go with one of them, and the other one go with Roman. Just to, but now it's like, who is it? Jay? No, Jimmy. No, Jay. Jay is on his own and the other three are together and it's like it's just it's it's getting too too drawn out mm-hmm. and again you're gonna break up the Usos this is if you will in the past I would say, the way that they talk because I didn't watch but in the past decade they've been the most dominant tag team yeah and now you're breaking them up and but you're still like continuing it but with like side characters that are main eventers so, mm-hmm. like, it's like, where the, if you're going to have them have a feud, have them have a feud. But you have these other characters that are still in the mix, and it's just, it's, I, I don't know. I, I see this turning into, like, a Survivor Series type thing, you know, where you're going to have the bloodline, and I could see maybe them getting a, a new guy in there to, I, I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with it, but it's just, it's, it's getting a little drawn out, and I just, I really can't stand Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I just, he's just, I don't think he's that good.
0: You you know what it is? It's just that, like, he's just, like, they they keep saying he's been, he's held it for, you know, over a thousand days and all this and stuff. But the thing is that he doesn't defend it that much. No. He really, and, and like, now he defended it, now he probably won't defend it again for a couple months. It's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, Brock Lesnar kind of did the same thing, but he defended it. A lot more often than this, and it's just like it's. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of seeing it with the ch- with him with the championship. Like, I get like he was, he, he was part of this main storyline, and that's fine. But now it's getting to the point where it's just kind of like, gives you got to give someone else a chance now. You know, it, it's it's too much. I, I know they were trying to get him to thousand days, they got him to that. Now what?
1: So yeah. and if. He's next, not gonna hold it for. He's not gonna hold it until he breaks Hogan. I mean,
0: I can't. That would be. He'd have to hold it till next September. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna go over a year, and if you do, it's just gonna it's gonna draw people away from it.
0: It is, and it's gonna really. There's gonna be a huge backlash with that. So.
1: And, like, uh, I just don't like i always looked at him and i maybe i didn't see it because they weren't really like face to face but i always looked at him like a big guy but he's really not yeah those are the same size as him like i thought he was like super tall and big but like you know even before i started watching because you know you'd hear about oh roman reigns is a champ you would talk about it before i started watching Mm -hmm. and i'm like i'm expecting this guy to be like a giant and he's really not yeah he's not he's not anything you know like you looked at hogan you looked at i mean he's very bob backlin
0: yeah yeah but that's just how the that's just how it is now like he would be small in comparison to anyone from like the late 80s when we grew up yeah. watching it you know like he wouldn't he'd be nothing it's just, yeah,
1: he's not like, and that's the thing. He's not portraying what I would consider to be a thousand-day champ. Right. He's not bringing anything impressive to the table.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. It, it, now I agree. Whereas, like, I can see why they kept it on him for so long because it was just like he was involved in this probably the biggest, the biggest storyline in wrestling. But now it's the point where they're just kind of like. They don't. I feel like they don't really know where to go with the story, and it's being dragged out. And it needs. It needs to end. It's going to be
1: a bad thing too when he loses the title. Like he's got to like. Right now, in all honesty, he has to lose it to Cody because there's no one else as big.
0: Right. But they're you know they're I mean. thinking about that happening at WrestleMania, which is yeah. several months away. So it's they gotta have they they gotta build somebody up. For him to fight against Because there's no one Unbelievable With the exception Of Cody Rhodes That yeah. could That I would See taking the title Off of him So
1: because yeah, I mean Even right now You like, you look at it And um Like yes Gunther has his Impressive run right now mm-hmm. And he could eventually Be there but like Drew McIntyre he He's not he, He's he's lost Essentially the last Two Um Paper views he's been in mm-hmm. Um Famous is on the downward slope. Uh, Damian Priest regularly loses. He's not dominant mm-hmm. in the essence of you know being into that. Kind of, like they're in a very big pickle.
0: They are, I think. Oh yeah, they dug themselves into a hole because he beat every guy that came across. No one really kind of challenged them. So it's yeah, you're right. It's, it's Gunther, but. That that won't work because, how he's he, They're both natural heels, so yeah. you can't you can't you can't even put Gunther against again, him right now.
1: Every time he every time he wrestles, there's always outside interference. It's like, can we just have a match where he actually like wins? Yeah, you know, like having outside interference helps at pay-per-views and things like that. But like, it's on Raw or on Smackdown when he wrestles. He's get like he's not getting clean wins. Yeah. And it's just getting like you know you know he's not gonna get a clean win. Mm-hmm. It's always gonna be some sort of outside interference and it's just I don't know, maybe they're thinking of a steel cage or a hell in the cell where no one can get in, that it might work, but it's just it's to me it's just it's it's just I don't like him and I don't like the where it's going with it.
0: Yeah. Me too. I'm kinda hoping it ends sooner rather than later. All right, well, let's uh, let's wind this down. You can follow us on Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom or Bullring. You can find us on Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Music. Rate and review us and uh, subscribe so other people see us or listen to us. I should say. Tom, anything like that? add? Uh, no, I'm just
1: gonna I'm gonna keep. Uh Cranking through my uh true crime podcast, and maybe I'll get some more uh, interesting questions for
0: you. Sounds good. Alright, well, until next time, I am Joe. I am Tom. we'll see you next time right here on Bowls in the Ring.
1: get up. Your best is stay away, It's just one of those days. It's all about the heat. distance cause right now